This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so we got a lot to talk about today. We got to talk about the IRS, uh, their investigation into a Great Falls gun dealer. I uh, want to talk about the Hunter Biden investigation and and you got to be careful what you wish for and what you celebrate because, man, we're going to break down this 4473 and you might want to be cautious about it. Also, we're going to talk about some gun news all around the country here and all around the world. As a matter of fact, there's something going on in the Supreme Court. Going to talk about Ohio. Going to go to the Senate. There's a fire chief who pointed a gun at somebody in South Carolina. Going to talk about that. And also some homeless camps here in Austin, Texas. Going to talk about that. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss today. But you know what? First, I want to talk about this Hunter Biden. You know what? Come nah, on, man. Nah, I'm going to talk about the IRS first. Let's go to the IRS. All right. So, yes, we'll we'll save that for the next break. All right. So the IRS, an IRS investigation of a Great Falls gun dealer last week has outraged U.S. Rep. Matt Rosendale, uh, who said that federal agencies are being weaponized for harassment. Now, last week, agents from both the IRS Criminal Investigation and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the BATF, otherwise known as the ATF, spent several hours searching records at Highwood Creek Outfitters, a Great Falls gun shop and indoor firing range. ATF deferred all questions about the search to the IRS, which confirmed the search, but would only say that IRS criminal investigation was on site as part of their official business. Now, it's, this is actually concerning, but let, let me give you some more details here. All right, the Republican congressman said he sees a, a pattern of sudden gun shop closures, likening the Highwood search to an ATF inspection in March of uh, Adventure Outdoors and Georgia Store, which, bill, uh, which bills itself as the actual largest gun store in the world. The Georgia search not only featured more than a dozen ATF agents, but also Republican members of Congress dressed for business, and in a video that went viral, U.S. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene stands in the store parking lot questioning an ATF spokesperson who called it a routine search. 
The Highwood search began at 7.30 p.m., more than two hours before the store usually opens, said the owner, Tom Van Hoos. IRS agents served a warrant that specifically said they were looking for financial records. Their search lasted more than six hours. The agents took no guns, but Van Hoos said records taken, in his opinion, were beyond the warrant's scope. They took, according to what the owner says, he says, they took records that have no financial data in them. Those were related to gun transfers, and that's bullcrap. Van Hoos said, uh, the agents were very professional. They didn't trash the place like other alphabet agencies might have. They were professional, but why they were doing it isn't. Now, Highwood is uh, no adventure outdoors, but it does sport an eight-lane shooting range with a max distance of 25 yards. Van Hoos said he carries the scary guns, the AR-15, the semi-automatics once banned for a decade. He is targeted again by new legislation drafted in response to the proliferation of mass shootings. Now, Highwood also sells silencers, something Van Hoos' big box competitors don't. Now, the State Department of Revenue audited the business earlier this year. Van Hoos said... He characterized the issue as a few things needing to be classified correctly. He doesn't think the IRS search is related. Rather, Van Hoos suspects the IRS search is related to two other incidents involving federal agencies. More than a year ago, a man appeared, up, up, appeared opposite the parking lot from the gun shop. Van Hoos said the man who was taking pictures with a telephoto uh, lens uh, the shop owner said he called deputies who identified the man as an FBI agent. Six months later, we get interrogated by Homeland Security. Where were you on January the 6th? I'm like, guys, you know every movie we make. No, <laughs> he says, you, hey, he says, hey, guys, you know, you know every move we make. No one here was anywhere near the Capitol on January the 6th. A spokesperson for the IRS Criminal investigation said the agency would reach out when more information became available. That's really weird. So they're making jokes. You know, that's actually a joke. You know, where were you on January the 6th? So they're looking for something else. They're trying to get you to look to the left while they're actually looking on the right-hand side. And he's absolutely correct. There's nothing on the firearms transaction record, the 4473, that says that has anything to do with money or any monetary value, anything like that. Nothing like that is actually on the 4473. So the form, the firearm transaction record that you fill out when you walk into the gun store, uh, the very first thing is the gun information, the manufacturer, the type, uh, the model of the gun, the serial number of the gun, the type of firearm, and the caliber. And then you have to answer, you know, a bunch of little questions. You can um, put on there, you got to put in your last name, your first name, middle initial, your address, uh, and this is the new form. So there's a new 4473 that people have to fill out now. You know, and I know we're in 2023, but there's a new form. And so they want to know, do you reside in the city limits? And I've been told that the reason they asked that, because maybe they want to send the police department or the sheriff's department uh, to your home if something pops up. Uh, so you're supposed to put yes or no for that question or unknown if you don't know. And then it says... You know, you got to put in your state zip code, the county. Someone today asked me, what, you know, I have to put the country in here? Uh, where do you put the country? It says county, not country. All right, so your place of birth, 
and then your height, your weight, your sex. This is very interesting, um, Zach, because they asked for the sex. And you have three options. You have male, you have female, and you have non-binary. Oh, great. <laughs> That's really good that they're inclusive, you know? <laughs> yeah, so there's non-binary. And then also you put in your birth date, your social security number, which is optional. And then you have a, a UPN if you've had some issues before. You have a, a little identifier there that you put in that little box there so you can. Unique make... personal number? Yes, a unique, a very unique personal identification number, yes. And then you, you write down, you check off your ethnicity, uh, whether you're Hispanic or not Hispanic, whether you're, uh, your race is different from your ethnicity. So when you're race, you're going to either check off American Indian, uh, Asian, uh, Black, African American, Hawaiian, public, uh, Pacific Islander, uh, White, or Alaskan, Alaskan, uh, Alaska Native. So you have some uh, options to check there. And then also the citizenship that where you are from. You know, United, United States citizen, you check that box. And then answer some questions. We come back from the break. We're going to go over those questions and talk about those. Because you know what? There's some things you got to be aware of. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you celebrate. Because this can affect you down the road. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the 4473, the firearms transaction record. And we're talking about, you know, kind of transition a little bit uh, from the IRS gun store investigation, uh, which... Honestly, you know, the the firearm transaction record has nothing to do with 
money. There's no money information listed on the farm transaction record whatsoever. So it's kind of weird that the IRS would actually be involved in wanting the copy of the farm transaction record. So something's going on in that area. You know, what do you think? Well, if somebody buys, let's say, I don't know, 100 AR-15s, then the IRS could estimate their value, right? And see that this person is spending X number of dollars on guns, right? Mm. Because it says the uh, serial number, the model, and the make, right? Correct. So from that information, you can get a estimate of the retail price of it yeah you can make a guess Mm -hmm. so you can get some information from that financially right but you have to extrapolate it you got to get it from somewhere else can't get it well you just google it right figure it out from Mm -hmm. the form i'm sure that they have a database Mm. of this stuff right and they're they're putting it all electronic so once it's in a computer then it can just be added up pretty quick yeah. And uh these forms so the old rule was that FFLs had to keep 4473s for 20 years, right? <laughs> that was the old rule. Now it's forever. But it used to be 20 years yeah. and then Biden changed it to forever or when I'm was not it sure changed? who did, but now it's like when was much it changed? Forever. Not not sure. But now like it's in like... the last 5 years? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so the whole it could, 44. It could be under the, the Trump administration, <laughs> strangely enough. Yeah, so 4473s, um, what they tell you is that it's just a check on your background, and then there's no record kept of it other than that 4473 being held at an FFL, right? Mm-hmm. And they Supposedly. say, oh, Allegedly. There, there's no registry, right? Isn't that what they say? And there's a... Prohibition on a gun registry, right? That's what they say. Uh, but is that actually true? Is is it prohibited? Are they not keeping a registry? Do you know? Don't know. We don't know what they do on their side. Well, we kind of do. We know that the ATF manages what they call out-of-business records, right? Mm-hmm. OBRs. When a gun store goes out of business, those 40, the 4473s get shipped off to the ATF? Uh-huh. And... Uh, as you have talked about before, they are going after FFLs and gun store owners on these little minute details that are errors on the 4473s and shutting them down, right? Right. Okay. And then when that happens, they take their records. Yes. Um, uh, do you know how many records they have in their out-of-business records center? No. Take a guess. Oh, no. That means you know the answer. Guess. Oh, how many records they have in there? Art of Business Records Center. Yeah. Records. Individual records. Uh-huh. Uh, 20 million. 20 million? No. Too More. high, too low. More. More? More. Come on, man. This is as of November 2021. November 2021. How mm-hmm. many records does the ATF have in their out of business file? Yeah, and uh, they have digital and hard copies, but uh, the vast majority have been digitized. 50 million. Nope. Are you serious? Keep going. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let me go to, uh, I'll take Alex. I'll take 100 million. 100 million. Nope. Keep going. Uh, 
Let's see. You're thinking small here, Mike. I'm thinking too small? You're thinking small. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, Alex. This is my final answer. Uh-huh. Okay? And I'm going to go with... Let me just think here. Putting it all together. Three. ATF has been in two, effect. One. Okay. All right. Survey said. One billion. Ding, ding, ding. One billion. As of November 2021, they had 920,664,765 out of business records. Ooh. 865 wow. million of those had already been digitized at that point, mm. and they're just digitizing the rest. And once one federal agency has it, they all, they all do. Yeah, and that's two years ago. Okay. Wow. So they're they're actually over a billion now. I'm sure. That's two years ago, mm-hmm. especially with COVID and all that stuff. So, and they were forced to uh, disclose this information. They had to get a bunch of uh, Congress members to actually make them say that they had this many. And there's actually a prohibition <laughs> on a national registry. Yeah. But it seems that, uh, you know, there's a de facto registry going on here. Nice. You know what? And, and, and just so you know, I call in number is 512-643-5483. That call in number is 512-643-5483. Give us a call if you you got some questions uh, about this 4473, this firearm transaction record. Because we're gonna I'm gonna tell you a little a few secrets today. All right. So once you put in the gun information, you put all your personal information, uh, you know, your last name, first name, your your height, your weight, and all the kind of stuff, your address, your social security number is optional. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. Once you select your ethnicity, you select your race, you put what country you're from, and then you got to get to the questions. So let's get to question number one. Question number one asks, are you the actual transferee buyer of all of the firearms listed on this form and any continuation sheet just in case you buy more than three, it's going to be in a continuation sheet. Uh, and they're saying, warning, you are not the actual transferee or buyer. If you are acquiring any of the firearms on behalf of another person, if you are not actual transferee or buyer, the license cannot be, the licensee cannot transfer any of the firearms to you. The exception is if you are only picking up a repaired firearm or for another person, you're not required to answer 21A, and you may proceed to 21B. Only if you're picking up a repaired firearm for another person. So you put something in uh, gunsmithing, and someone else comes to pick up the gun in gunsmithing, then they can skip question A, 21A, and go to 21B. The next question is, do you intend to purchase a or acquire any firearm listed on this form and any continuation sheet? And that's usually where people stop. Now, you got to be aware that this new form, you got to you got to read the entire question. This is a common problem here. And people get denied every day because they don't read the entire question, because once you fill this form out wrong, you're done. You know, and I, we can't help you in the gun store. We can't coach you, can't help you. You know, you have to read this for yourself. And that's part of going to school and learning how to read. You have to read and understand it for yourself. Can't explain it to you, unfortunately. And so 
21B says, do you intend to purchase or acquire any firearm listed on this form in any continuation sheet or ammunition for sale or other disposition to any person described in question 21C through M or to a person described in question 21N.1 who does not fall within a non-immigrant alien exception. And those people are convicted felons, charged with a felony, domestic violence, admitted in a facility against your will. So if, are, you tenant, attending, are, you, are you planning on transferring this firearm or giving this gun to someone who is a prohibited person is what they're asking you, basically. And that is question 21B. 21C says, do you intend to sell otherwise dispose of any firearm listed on this form and any continuation sheet or ammunition in furtherance of any felony or other offense punishable by imprisonment for a term of more than one year, federal crime of terrorism, or drug trafficking offenses. So do you intend to sell or dispose this firearm to anyone listed on the form and continue a sheet of ammunition or furtherance of any felony? So are you transferring this gun to someone who's convicted felon, who is in prison for a term more than one year? Uh, do you know this stuff? If you're transferring a firearm, you know this to this type of person, you know? and you check no, then you're committing a crime. D. D says, are you under indictment or any information in any court for a felony? So that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, C says, have you ever been convicted in any court, including military court, of a felony or any other crime for which the judge could have imprisoned you for more than one year? Are you a fugitive from justice? Are you unlawful user of or addicted to any controlled substance? All right, so now this is a really tricky one because I've had people, especially over the last week, because during Juneteenth, Juneteenth, someone was out there passing out medical marijuana cards, you know, little prescription or, you know, prescriptions for medical, mar medical marijuana. And I said, you guys got to be careful with that, you know, getting, getting put on record uh, a medical marijuana card, a prescri prescription for medical marijuana, because if you do, then that the person that writes that prescription, you know, all that stuff, prescriptions are covered, you know, are controlled by the federal government. You know, who, you know, Zach, you know, who oversees prescriptions? Uh, the DEA. The DEA. That is correct. We come back from the break. Going to talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Cure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right. We're t- during the break, we're talking about Hunter Biden and whether or not he's going to get convicted or not. Um, honestly, it doesn't matter, you know, because uh, President Biden can pardon him on, at any man. time. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> so he can be pardoned at the end of the first term, you know, or, or President Biden gets reelected. He can get pardoned at the end of the second term. So either way, he's going to get pardoned. No one and I think the only thing they're doing right now is they're just getting the information out there. Uh, you know, this is the election cycle, and they're like, hey, saying, hey, you know, uh, we're getting ready to run for re-election. Let's go ahead and get this out here now. Let's get out front. Get out front with it. Let everyone know. So that way, by the time, you know, next year rolls around, uh, we're in the heat of the re-election. It's old news. Can't be the October surprise. No, it's old news. So well, I think- I'm sick and tired of smart guys. Yeah, uh, that's all. That's all they're doing. It's, it's you know, typical game. It's It's a political game here. Rules for thee, but not for Hunter B. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're talking about the, uh, are you an unlawful user or addicted or, you know, to a controlled substance? We're talking about the 4473, the firearms transaction record. We're talking about walking into the gun store and filling out this form, and what are some of the consequences? All right, so. Well, I think we can see that there are no consequences, okay? You can lie about this. Because it says, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any drug? Right? Okay. And you say? Uh, Well, like we were saying, Hunter Biden, he filled out this form. Right. And said that he was, he said no, that he was not. That's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. When come to think of it, he was smoking crack on video, right? Right. So Isn't that Isn't that what they got him on? Because it is? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. And so what's happening? Uh, he is uh, getting it. Uh, uh, nothing's going to happen with that or the tax evasion. Mm. He owed 100 grand in taxes. So, and I'm telling you, you know, I don't have an issue with them not coming after him because of this. Because I think this will set bad precedence if, if they do. Because this says, the question says, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Warning, the use of the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. They're talking about marijuana there for the most part. Some other drugs are legal in some places, but they're really trying to say, hey, weed is still federally illegal. Right. So you so can't you go say to, no on this question, even if you smoke weed. So you go to Colorado and you partake, or you go to California, you go to some other state, uh, Georgia, Florida, Texas, well, not Florida, but Texas, and you get a medical marijuana card, prescription for medical marijuana. 
And there's a record of that because the prescription, when it comes to prescriptions, uh, you know, the DA is aware of those prescriptions. Mm-hmm. So you get a prescription for medical marijuana and then you walk to the gun store, you fill this out. There's nothing that stops them from coming back and getting you later on down the road. Because you lied on this form. This is a federal form. Unless your daddy's the president, that'll stop them from getting you. Yeah. And stop you from going to jail when other people are in jail for lying on this form. Mm. And the sentence is what? 10 years for lying on a federal form? Right. 10 years. So are you a fugitive Fugitive from justice? Another question they ask. Uh, you have that little simple little speeding ticket. Little ticket that you missed your court date, didn't pay it not turn into a warrant. Well, and then let's say once it's a warrant, you take a trip outside the state of Texas. You go on vacation outside of Texas. You now become a fugitive from justice just for the simple speeding ticket. If you leave the state? You're a fugitive from justice. Mm-hmm. But before you leave the state, you are not a fugitive from justice? You're not a fugitive from justice. But from that point on, you're once fugitive. you cross the state line, even when you come back, you're still a fugitive from justice. You're a fugitive from justice. You left the state. Oh wow! Good to know. <laughs> Are you? Un- <laughs> uh, have you ever been adjudicated of mental defective, or have you ever been committed to a mental institution? They put you away under against your will. Um, let's see. Have you ever been discharged from the armed forces under uh, dishonorable discharge or dishonorable conditions? If so, you can't purchase a firearm from a gun store. Are you subject to a court order, including a military uh, or protection order issued by a military judge or magistrate uh, restraining you from harassing, stalking, or threatening your child or intimate partner or child of such partner? Man, so we get a restraining restraining order against you, your uh, significant other. You got to be, and I always tell people, you need to know who you're sleeping with, who you're going to bed with, and don't ever beat your spouse. Don't beat your girlfriend. Don't beat that person that you're living with. Because that is going to be domestic violence. Have you ever been discharged from the armed force on dishonorable, uh, dishonorable conditions? Are you subject to a court order, including military protection order issued by a military judge, uh, magistrate restraining you from harassing, stalking, or threatening uh, a threatening child in the uh, intimate partner or child of such intimate partner or such partner? If so, you can't purchase a firearm from a gun store. Uh, have you ever been convicted in any court of a misdemeanor crime before domestic violence? Uh, have you ever renounced your citizenship? And are you here in the country legally? You're in the country illegally. You cannot purchase a firearm from the gun store. Or you're a non-exempt, non-immigrant alien. You cannot purchase a firearm from a gun store or federal firearms license dealer. So these are the questions they ask on the phone of 4473. And I tell you, people have problems with answering these questions all day long every day. You know, all day long every day. You know, especially the new questions they've added. And once again, that new question, do you intend to purchase or acquire any firearm listed on this form or ammunition for sale or disposition to any persons uh, described in Section 21C through M? So make sure they're not in the country illegally. They're not a convicted felon, have been charged a felony. Make sure they're not a fugitive from justice. Make sure they're not an unlawful user of addictive control, control substance. Uh, so all those things. And that's going to be the gist of it, you know, as far as that 4473 goes. Uh, if you lie on this form, okay, so let's say you fill the form out 
and you did do you did get your medical marijuana card prescription for medical marijuana they can actually come back and and try to prosecute you they may they may get a conviction especially watch what you're posting videos you're posting of yourself online don't post those videos online um of you wearing a AR pistol brace <laughs> or firing the AR pistol brace. So just some things to think about unless you have that tax stamp. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, with this whole Hunter Biden thing, mm -hmm. I don't think that he should be put in prison for that. I also don't think anybody should be right the government shouldn't be able to uh tell you that you can or can't have a gun based on things that you put in your own body mm. right so i think it's not right for us to want him to go to jail uh instead i would want that to just be taken off of there and not to be uh something that prohibits you from buying it. Uh, that being said, the fact that they are prosecuting, you know, normal people for that, but not doing anything to him, that's a problem. Hmm. That just shows the the two tiers of justice, you know. All right. Uh, let's talk about you know facts from fiction here. So the claim is that Hunter Biden is pleading guilty to the same gun charge as Little Wayne and Kodak Black, Kodak. Kodak Black, uh, but the two rappers face prison sentences while the president's son does not. Let's see. False is the assessment of this. Biden has reached a plea deal that would allow him to avert the gun charge. He was also charged with... Well, he's a convicted felon. Charged with illegal possession of a firearm by a drug addict while Lil Wayne was charged with illegal possession of a firearm for a person. Yeah, he's a convicted felon. Um... Facts. Social media users are arguing that Hunter Biden uh, given a pass for his most recent uh, legal transgressions become of because of his powerful political ties and uh, citing that the similarity in the gun charge faced by two prominent rappers, Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. So uh, feds wanted to send Lil Wayne to prison for 10 years, but for the same crime that Hunter Biden is getting slapped on the wrist for wrote uh, one, someone on Twitter who shared the screenshot of just uh, that posting. says, there's two tiers of justice, wrote uh, one person, Kodak Black Lori, in, a, in the Instagram. He says, Kodak was charged for the same crime. Kodak over uh, got over three years. Mr. Biden will not serve a year, not even a year. <laughs> so, he won't serve, right, Hunter Biden? Not even a year. He's not going to serve. I thought he was on probation for that. That's all it's going to be. Yeah, as long as he doesn't mess up. Yeah. So, and 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 we get these questions all the time about the forty four seventy three the form. Uh, people come in and they ask about the marijuana issue. You know, you know, going somewhere and have a. You can have a medical marijuana card here in 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 Texas. You can get that. You get that. You know, you buy a gun to gun store. You are lying on the form if you say you know you say no or yes. You're lying on the form. Just so you know. So keep all that stuff in mind there. Uh, we come back from the break. I'm going to continue to talk about a little bit of the Hunter Biden situation. 
Uh, we're going to talk about this fire chief who pointed a gun at someone. Going to go over the uh, there's a Supreme Court, some stuff out of the United States Supreme Court. Going to talk about that. Also, uh, Ohio pregnant mom. Going to talk about that. Man, that Cargill v. Garland case, the bump stock lawsuit is moving up the ladder. At first, it was like the last case, and now it is the it's going to be the most important case of the day. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about the uh, rules for thee, but not for Hunter Biden. Talk about the 4473. We're talking about those firearm transaction records when you walk into the gun store. Talking about fill out that form. Do you know that when you purchase two handguns or more in a five-day period from a gun store in a state that borders another country? So Texas... What is that? Arizona, California. I think they even throw Florida in there because they're so close to Cuba. Um, uh, Michigan, you know, everything up north. You know, you border another. It borders another country. You buy five handguns in, in a. I'm sorry, two handguns in a five day period. That is two handguns in a five day period. You're reported to the FBI and put in a system where every law enforcement agency in the country has access to it. And you're, actually, not, you're not allowed to tell people that in the gun store as an FFL. No, you can't. That's why I say it so many times on the radio show. Um, you know, the, there's a, there are loops in there. There's a little loop where if you are a manufacturer of firearms, you have an 07 FFL. If you have the 07 FFL, you don't have to report the rifle sales, the long gun sales. Any other you know, regular FFL who's not a manufacturer, it has got to report the long gun sales. You buy two rifles or shotguns in a five-day period, they have to report you to the FBI and to the chief law enforcement officer in the county that you live in. Uh, so those are some ways they can figure out, you know, what guns you have. And so my recommendation to people, you know, because of the things that are happening on the federal side, things that the federal government is doing, you know, like, for example, someone who's 18, 19, and 20 years old, you're 18, 19, you're 20. You walk into the gun store to purchase your first rifle. You're going to automatically get a delay from the FBI, from the NICS, the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. You're going to get a delay. Why? Because there's a bill that they passed. Congress signed off on it. President signed it. It became law last year. And so that they delay all transactions from people who are 18 to 20. Unless you get your license carry handgun. You get your license. There's no delay. You know, there's no, you know, any of that stuff at all because you have the LTC. So they just delay them? They did delay them Which automatically. Which means that in three days you can then pick it up? No. In, in most cases, they extend the delay. Uh, I thought the delay was just, that just meant that um, 72 hours. Initially, it's three days. But then they come back and they do something else. On the they third day, they come back it? and extend it again. Just indefinitely? And they extend it a little longer. How long is this delay um, total? God, I want to say it's like almost 10 days. Uh, it could be almost 20 days you get delayed. So it's basically a de facto waiting period. 
de facto waiting period. Yeah, that's right. It is automatic. You know, they automatically do it. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So that's why we're encouraging people. You know, I encourage people, get your LTC, get your license. Uh, it's it's good to have a license because that way when you walk into the gun store to purchase the firearm, we're not having to contact the FBI and let them know you're in the gun store. Without a license, you walk in the gun store, we're telling them you're there. We're telling them everything about you, your last name, first name, middle initial, your date of birth, your height, your weight, everything about you. And if you get delayed, you're putting that system. And there's no way out of system once you put in. So you were saying that it take it could take ten to twenty days. Mm-hmm. It actually took me like two weeks to get my LTC. So if you get your LTC, it actually would be faster, much faster, theoretically. Yeah, and then yeah. you then you're good from then on. Yeah, you get two weeks, get your LTC, then you can get your firearm. Yeah. So that's what you know. I'm, 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 and and the funny thing is, no one's talking about the fact that the state of Texas has just started as of January issuing license to carry handgun to people who are 18, 19, and 20 years old. No one's talked about that. And so that hasn't hit the media, hasn't hit the news or anything. So there's no stories about this. And when you call the ATF and ask them about it, they're unaware. They didn't even know. They don't know that the state of Texas is issuing licenses to people that are 18. So, you know, we'll see what happens when this hits mainstream because it hasn't hit yet. And session is over. The regular session is over. So the state of Texas did not address this court case that happened last year uh, that a group of 18, 19, 20-year-olds actually won in court uh, where they said, hey, at 18, I should be to carry a gun in Texas, you know, in the open or concealed, you know. And so they haven't addressed this at all because Texas law still says 21. So we'll see what happens in 2025 when the Texas legislature comes back. Yeah, you know, 2025, because now they're doing a special session stuff. It's all about the budget. It's all about uh, Ken Paxton, you know, and all that good kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. My another, another one of my pet peeve is this, uh, the fact that the Texas AG has not assisted um, the Cargill v. Garland case, the bump stock lawsuit case. Uh, hasn't signed a brief, hasn't helped us at all. And I think it's very weird that the fact that, you know, when the Texas AG actually went in, in, in with a lawsuit with the GOA um, that they didn't cover all of the state of Texas when it comes to the brace. I was actually pretty upset by that and disturbed by that. Only Tex- you, you have to be an employee of the state of Texas to be covered on that lawsuit. So if you're an employee of the state of Texas, and we're talking about the brace ban now, the brace ban uh, that went into effect and the fact that you know, there are three different lawsuits, several lawsuits out there, but three different lawsuits that had come down with an injunction as of date. And that one of those uh, covers the in, the employees of the state of Texas, and it covers the GOA members. Uh, another one covers, you know, Firearm uh, Policy, FPC, uh, that organization. Another one covers, you know, some other individuals, whatever. You know, but the fact that, you know, didn't, you know, the one for the Texas AG didn't cover the entire state. You know, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that, I mean, there's just so many people right now. I mean, I'm not for Paxton against Paxton. Everything that's going on with him is 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 out of my ballpark. I could care less. But people like to push him up as he's some big principled guy. And on the Second Amendment, he's been the weakest Republican in Texas. I mean, he's coming out acting like he's doing so much to protect Second Amendment rights. And he's not supporting you. He's not supporting Texans in general. And he's 
virtue signaling saying, oh, this is a Biden bump stock ban. Like, okay, whether you're right or left, Donald Trump implemented this bump stock ban. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, everybody thinks Ken Paxton's great. You know, he's so pro-Trump. Yeah, he's so pro-Trump that he'll be willing to cover up Trump's butt just so that way he can get some clout, even though he's not doing anything. Mm. What are you going to say? Mm, I mean, also, uh, if your brace is made by Maxim, then that uh, qualifies for the injunction. Who's Maxim? The firearms company. Okay. They make that silenced 9mm that you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That company. I didn't know they made a brace. Yeah. I had no idea. That's Yep, that. if it's a Maxim brace, then it uh, then it's legal. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so, you know, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm bothered by all that stuff. You know, I'm bothered by the fact that uh, it disturbs me that they haven't come out and filed a brief, you know, in support of the Cargill-Garland case. Um, they didn't file a brief in support of the, Gar- the Cargill-Garland case um, back when we went to the lower court or the Fifth Circuit. You know, and that bothers me that the state of Texas has not assisted in this case at all. And the fact that the Cargill v. Garland case, you know, is going to be the case that actually I think is going to, you know, save anywhere from 10 to 40 million Americans from becoming felons, you know, over this brace ban. And, and it just bothers Your me. case? I think so, yes. I think it's going to help with the brace ban. So if you're an employee of the state in any capacity, then you qualify for the injunction? That's the way I understand it. So uh, highway patrol? Yes. Um, who are some other Texas state employees that you, uh, you know, what's the, the Texas state employee, uh, the highest count? So, so DPS, uh-huh. um, I mean, all the different little agencies, who, I mean, name it, you know, AG office, you know, uh, comptroller, you know, all the little different little agencies. So. Ooh, University of Texas and yeah, the law enforcement. Anybody who works for UT? Yeah, they're that's yeah, that's state of Texas. Oh wow. Texas State. So if you're a bureaucrat or an administrator, you're good to go. Yeah. Sounds sounds amazing. You know, sounds like some really uh Texas like behavior. <laughs> Not. No, that's some elitist behavior. That sounds like California <laughs> over here. <laughs> if you work for us, then you're good. Hey. But if that... you're just one of the people rules for nope. me. <laughs> Rules for thee, but not for me. <laughs> so that's and and and, and it, it bothers me, you know, that the the state, you know, hasn't stepped in, you know. So I'm just, you know, not, I'm really not impressed. Not impressed with the, you know, the current leadership right now, and in, in in providing coverage for the everyday citizens. Some of the things that we're actually concerned about here, I'm, I'm really not impressed with that. You know, because people walk in every single day. I, May 31st was just a stressful day uh, because May 31st, we had so many people. I literally had someone call me about 15 to 20 times from Florida, you know, trying to, you know, guide them on what they need to do to get ready for this brace band. They were in a panic. And it's like, you know, where have you been up until this point, you know? And so people just stressed out, you know, walk, you know, walked it, help me, you know, what I do, need to do, you know, where do I start? What I do here is, and, and, you know, we do, we do, we try to help people as best we can. We don't turn anyone away, uh, but it was a very stressful day, May 31st, you know, trying to help everyone that walked in or called. It was, it was just insane. You know? 
And, and and a lot of people don't know this. And a lot of people don't know that there's a brace band. You know, mm-hmm. every day I have a class, you know, I'm talking to people about this. I say, hey, you see this device here? If it's on this little thing here, this AR pistol, not the rifle, but the pistol, you know that's banned now. And people, you know, oh, hey, I have one of those. I didn't know that. I'm not in tune with what's going on in the news. Wouldn't it be a fun little theory if someone that had influence, maybe working in government, said to said to uh, Paxton, hey, I didn't know this happened. We need to do something about this. Okay, yeah, we're going to make sure that the government employees are good. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we talk, we're going to talk about homeless camps and the IRS. Hunter Biden, we're talking about 24 most popular American-made guns abroad. We're talking about the fire chief who pointed the gun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Carter. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right. All right, so we're back and we're talking about everything. <laughs> we're going over. I wanted to talk about this fire chief who pointed a gun. You, you hear about this story, uh, Zach? Oh, he went after some kids. Did he really? He went after them. I had no idea. I, I, I totally missed the story, so I'm not even up to date on what's going on with it. So looks like a fire chief in South Carolina who told officials he pointed a gun at two teenagers after they turned into his driveway last year has been accused of assault and false imprisonment in a lawsuit as Police reopened their investigation. Now, the teens drove into Billy McAdams' driveway in Townville on August 29th of last year and turned around while scouting scouting hunting sites for geese season, according to an incident report in a 911 call provided Friday by the uh, sheriff's office. Now, they were followed for several minutes by two pickups through two counties until they were blocked in by one and forced out of their truck and onto the ground by McAdams. You would think at this point in time that people would be aware of some cases that have happened where people chase someone, you know, whether, whether they're on foot, in a vehicle, whatever, you end up shooting them and getting getting convicted of this. You would think they would be aware of this and you wouldn't do things like that. Yeah, when people use my driveway to turn around, I maybe give them a look, but I'm not going to chase them down <laughs> in my car, run them off the road, and then hold them at gunpoint. You know, not, they do, you know, was it ding dong dash or whatever, ring your doorbell and run <laughs> away? You're not going to chase them down and point a gun at them? No. And I have this very popular driveway for turning around in my neighborhood. Really? Everybody uses it. Really? Everyone. Yeah. And, you know, I'll look at them, but uh, that's that's my limit right there. Yeah, okay? yeah. Uh, I'm, not I, I'm, going, I'm not going to shoot them. Use, and you, we get that too. Usually it's like the, uh, who is it? The uh, Uber. Not the Uber, the delivery person that's delivering food or something like that. They're going to, you know, they use, yeah, they've done yeah, that. That perfect driveway. Yeah, yeah you use mm-hmm. that driveway to turn. Yeah. yeah, now that you think about it, I never even thought about it that way. I never <laughs> thought, well, it doesn't, you know, <laughs> nothing, you know, comes to my mind in thinking of running outside, chasing down someone and pulling out a gun just because they're making a U turn in the driveway. No, that's crazy. <laughs> that's psycho. <laughs> it's just like, are you freaking nuts? What's yeah, wrong with the people? Fire chief. Is it the weather? He should know better. <laughs> that sounds like some tweaker behavior right there. <laughs> yeah. There's someone in my yard. 
Is it the weather? Are you just <laughs> co- completely insane? Yeah, he's getting uh, assault charges and false imprisonment. So the, the mothers of the teens who are now 17 filed a suit against McAdams, uh, the fire chief, who at the time of the incident was the town hall fire chief and his son. Uh, the suit accuses them of, a, of causing the teens emotional distress by forcing them out of the vehicle at gunpoint and chasing them at high rate of speed and nearly colliding with them. So um, think about this. Let's think about this another way. So I'm, I'm in my vehicle. I, I actually pull into someone's driveway. I'm in my vehicle. I turn around. I pull out. They chase me down the road, block me in, block my path, keep me from leaving, get out of their vehicle and pull guns on me. Man, what would stop me from shooting them? Yeah, you probably could. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, block me in with their vehicle and, you know, run up to my vehicle and point a gun at me. What would stop me from, from, you know, shooting them? That's insane. Mm -hmm. And he should know better. He's the fire chief. (laughs) Uh, What makes you... (laughs) Just say, hey, son, come on. Oh, my goodness. Let's go get them. That, it's, that's, it's hilarious. I, I feel sorry for the teens, but it's just like, are you serious? Uh, first and foremost, Mr. McAdams is extremely concerned about the situation is committed to addressing any allegations with the utmost sincerity and cooperation, according to Amanda Bradley, who is representing the father and son in the lawsuit. Uh, the, the attorney goes on to say, who's, who's representing the fire chief, he, they say that we believe a complete picture of all the facts will validate our client's position and are confident in the ability of the legal system to deliver justice. You know they're full of it, right? Uh, maybe they know something we don't. <laughs> no, they're just full of it. They're just, they, you know, of course, that's what the attorney's supposed to say. Know you got no. They don't know anything. They're, they're supposed to say that. Your attorney's supposed to make you look like an angel knowing that you are done. Mm-hmm. That's their job. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, it reminds me of uh, this rap lyric. It says, "Just ask my lawyer, and he'll tell you I wasn't there." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. The sheriff's office provided uh, the nine one one calls of the incident, and one a teen is heard telling a dispatcher, "We were going to pull over to just like tell them what we were doing, but they were extremely enraged, and and we didn't want to have a gun pulled on us or anything like that." The boy who initially called the dispatcher tells her they're yelling at us and they're, they have guns pointed before clarifying that only one gun is pointed at them. Dispatcher then says, stay in your car, lock your doors, okay? Don't get out. Don't yell at them. It's just, man, that's just, in, what town is this? I just need to make sure I stay away from this area. Townville. Townville, South Carolina. And that's a picture of the fire chief right there? Fire mm-hmm. chief Billy McAdams. <laughs> It's like he's in a biker gang. Yeah, boy. Uh huh. He looks crazy. He looks like he owns the whole neighborhood. He has a big old handlebar mustache. Uh huh. Yeah. You. The top of it. He's been the chief way too long. And the bottom is all gray. He's lost all of reality. (laughs) (laughs) Just the sense of reality is just gone from his body. (laughs) You are a nutcase. You should be separated from the rest of us. Sometimes put in a totally different part of the the country. Chases some kids around. They weren't even what that was uh, last year. So they are seventeen now. They must have been sixteen. Sixteen at the time. Yeah, that reminds me of my Nut old case. neighbor. Yeah. I had this old Native American neighbor, and he's probably at this time he was in his mid fifties, mm-hmm. and he said that not. Too long before that, maybe in the past decade, so it was 45 to 55. Too young for that. Well, <laughs> yeah, so he's he's that. at home, and he hears something outside, and he looks, and he sees some kids, 
in his driveway. I think like the houses are pretty close together and um, a couple kids, maybe one or two of them were like sitting on the bumper of the hood of his car. And there were eight of them. And then uh, they basically, he was like, get off my car. And they were like, well, what if we don't? See, and they were like 12 to 15 years old. See, I don't even say anything to and him. And you know what he said? I come outside with a water hose. I turned the water hose on. Is this what guy do. came out with a buoy knife. And he said, I will slice you from your nutsack to your neck. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? And then they all scattered. And then about an hour later, police showed up at his door. They said, uh, excuse you, me, sir. Are you did crazy? Did you just threaten these uh, 12 to 15-year-olds with uh, cutting half of their body open with a Bowie knife? What did he say? He's like, yeah, they were on my car. They said, all right, you're coming with us. Yeah, you can't. And he got a felony assault charge. Yeah, you, that's <laughs> aggravated assault. You can't yep. do that. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And so what happened? So he went to jail. He went to jail? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. now he has a uh, aggravated assault on his record. Yeah, forever. You, you, you people think, oh, well, I have a First Amendment right. You do have First Amendment right. There are certain things you cannot say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just because someone's uh, on your property, you want them off your property. You cannot point a gun at them. You cannot threaten to shoot someone. You can't threaten to blow them away. You cannot threaten to stab them, slice them from one ear to ear. Come on, man. Or from top to bottom. Or, or from top to bottom. You can't do that. That's called aggravated assault. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a felony. You know, just for saying stuff like that. And people don't realize that at all. You know, they're you know, when I when you we I tell you, we break this stuff down in, in class and they're people are in shock. Like, what? I can't say that? No, you can't say that. You mean tell me I can't come outside, someone's in my front yard, I can't point a gun at them? No, you can't. <laughs> I can't threaten to shoot them? No, you can't. Unless they're doing something else. They have to be trying to kill you, break into your house, break into your car. They got to be doing something else before you can point a gun at them or threaten to shoot them. Can you have the gun out at low ready? You can display the firearm. You can use force, but you cannot use daily force. So you, so you have can, your gun out. You have to be pointing it at can, the ground. But can, then it's your word against theirs. They could say that he pointed the gun at me when and, you didn't, right? And then you're looking at fighting that aggravated assault charge. That is uh-huh. correct. And then, yeah, that's potentially aggravated assault. And it's your word. Against theirs. That's why you always want to use a dollar amount. But use, but hey, this guy makes it easy. Use a what? Uh, put a dollar amount. A dollar amount on 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 what's going on. Is this really worth it for a me to walk out? A dollar amount. Is this really worth it for me to walk outside with my firearm and threaten someone with it? You know, or is this mm-hmm. worth me pulling my gun out and pointing at someone? Is this worth it for me to shoot someone over this piece of property? You got to ask yourself. Well, you that. better have a ring camera that would capture the entire time you're out there with a gun and not have it pointed at them, right? Would <laughs> right. that be? That's a good point. Yeah. I saw a YouTube video of that recently. There were apparently some kids uh, in Missouri, very rural Missouri, shooting a gun on someone's property. Obviously, wasn't supposed to be there. This guy legally walks out with a machine gun. I think M1. I don't know. I'm not the big machine gun guy. I think it was an M1 or M16, whatever. Says, hey, point has it up in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Not not actually like aiming it. Says, hey, are you guys shooting a gun on my property? And the, the ring camera's on him the whole time. I was like, that's a good thing. <laughs> good thing you got that ring camera, buddy. You know? And what you, and what you don't do is you, you shouldn't say anything. You should let let people make false statements to the police. <laughs> make make them in, you know, make false statements and then don't say anything and then bring the camera up later in court. Don't let them know you have it right Don't there. let them know. Yeah, don't let them know you have the evidence. And let them just incriminate themselves.
Because then that's perjury, right? All kinds of stuff. <laughs> Man, I, fire chief, fire chief. Don't do it. Don't be the fire chief. We come back. We're going to go to Supreme Court, talk about the Ohio pregnant mom. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins, Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we do have some breaking news coming out of Washington, D.C. Um, just a few days ago, uh, the SCOTUS, that Supreme Court of the United States, has listed the Garland v. Cargill case for conference on September 26, which means that they should decide whether to grant the petition um, to hear the case in the United States Supreme Court. So they're going to get together and discuss this on September 26th. So we should find out after that whether or not the Garland v. Cargill bump stock lawsuit case will be heard in the Supreme Court. So can't wait to September, see what goes on there. So hang in there for that. Do we want to talk about this? Uh, the Senate votes to keep Biden rule toughening requirements on stabilizing braces for firearms. Uh, so the ATF through a rule has decided to ban, and we shall, you know, everyone should know this. They banned it, banned the pistol brace. The AR everyone pistol. should know this. Yeah, they should, yeah. I would say not everyone not knows even, this. You're probably yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. They don't. Uh, but they've banned the stabilizing brace, and so the Senate tried to, you know, overturn that and actually create a law to make the stable stabilizing brace legal. And so that was defeated in the Senate, fifty to forty-nine. So, did not pass. Um, the Senate voted fifty to forty-nine to reject the resolution, with all Democrats voting against it and all Republicans voting for it. The Republican-led House had passed the resolution earlier this month. Uh, the regulation, which went into effect June first, was one of several steps Biden first announced in twenty twenty-one after a man using a stabilizing brace killed ten people at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado. A stabilizing brace was also used in a shooting in Dayton, Ohio, that left nine people dead in 2019, and most recently in a school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, so, and regardless of whether they quote, you know, this shooting, that shooting, whatever, uh, still, when it comes to rifles, uh, that's not the number one way that people are killed, you know, even in shootings. You know, it's not, it's not with a rifle or a pistol or AR pistols, not an AR rifle or, or an uh, AK pistol. So actually handguns, you know, the handguns, more people die from handguns than they do from from rifles. And then more people die from what? Hammers, hammers and hands, hammers and hands. They do from from firearms, period, or from rifles. That is rifles from rifles. That is uh, so it's not number one way. So unless we're going to start regulating hands and hammers, you know, make you, you know, ban hammers, and you know, you know, make you register your hands. <laughs> You know, people still are determined to do bad things to other people. Uh, so, I mean, go back to we can go back to day one, the, the first murder. Um, we can discuss that. We don't have enough time to talk about that. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. You know mm -hmm. it. Not a rock. And that was with a rock. Mm -hmm. so, so that was the first. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so the let's go back to the Supreme Court. Since so we're on the Supreme Court here, uh, the. 
The, the, the Supreme Court ruled Thursday that a man whose conviction on gun charges was called into question by a recent high court decision is out of luck. Uh, the court's conservative were conservatives were in the 6-3 majority against the man, Marcus D'Angelo Jones, who was given a 27-year prison sentence for violating a federal law meant to keep guns out of the hands of people with previous criminal convictions. Jones had argued that he should be allowed another chance to get his conviction thrown out following a 2019 court decision. In that case, the justice ruled prosecutors must prove that people charged with violating federal gun laws knew they were not allowed to have a weapon. Jones tried to reopen his case following the 2019 decision, but a federal appeals court ruled against him. And the issue in the case is technical, though important, and involves when when defendants can make their claims in court, not the fact of Jones's case. Now, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote for the court that people who have used up their appeals don't get another day in court based solely on a more favorable interpretation of statutory law adopted after his conviction became final. Only two instances, newly discovered evidence or the court's new interpretation of a constitutional provision authorized a second bite at the apple under a 1996 federal law meant to limit federal appeals, uh, according to what Justice Thomas had to say. And most federal appeals court would have allowed Jones to reopen his case, but Thomas wrote that the decision amounted to an in-run around the 1996 law. In dissent, the three liberal justices were Uh, They wrote that the decision produces bizarre outcomes and disturbing results. So that's going to be that case out of Washington, D.C. Do you want to talk about this pregnant Ohio mom who fatally shot was shot by two year old son who found a gun on the nightstand? Mm. Man, very sad, very sad. And we talk about this all the time. You can't hide guns from kids. You have to lock guns from kids. Got to lock them. Uh, kids are very curious and don't think they can't, you know, they don't have that that finger strength where they can pull the trigger because they can. Uh, they they may put two, three fingers on that trigger and pull very hard. You'd be shocked and surprised. I've taken someone who's two years old to the gun range, you know, to shoot a gun. A two-year-old can pull the trigger of a firearm. I can tell you that for sure, without a doubt, 100%. And so you need to make sure that you keep guns at the hands of you know, away from children, you need to lock them, you know, unless they're accompanied by an adult, unless they're accompanied by someone who's 18 years of age or older. And you're, you know, you take them out to the range, teach them how to shoot, whatever, that's all fine. But outside that, you need to make sure you lock them away from the kids. Got to lock them. So a pregnant Ohio mother died last week after she was accidentally shot uh, in the, uh, we're going to say negligently shot in the back by her two-year-old son who found a loaded gun on a nearby nightstand. Uh, according to the police department in Norwalk, uh, they said that um, one of the officers who responded shortly after 1 p.m. Friday after multiple calls to 911 for, from the woman, uh, they st- identified the victim as a 31-year-old Laura. Um, and so uh, Miss Laura there told 911 operators she had been shot in the back, went into shock, and couldn't breathe. Uh, police found her still conscious on her, on her bedroom floor with a SIG uh, micro nine Sid micro nine millimeter gun resting on the nightstand. She explained she was 33 weeks pregnant and her two year old just accidentally shot her in the back. The victim was rushed to the Fisher Titus Medical Center for emergency uh, C section, but doctors weren't weren't able were not able were not able to save the baby. 
and the mother died three hours later. A very sad situation. And now this two-year-old is without a mother. That's sad. Very sad. You can't even blame the two-year-old. Can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. Parenting. Parenting, parenting. Got to lock them for kids. Yes, you need firearms to protect yourself. Absolutely. You need to have it on you. You need to keep it locked from the kids. Kids are very curious. They're watching you. They watch what you do, and they want to mimic you. You need to make sure you lock them from the children. Cannot stress that enough. Lock them. You cannot hide them. Cannot put them high on the shelf. Cannot put them, you know, hide it behind something, you know, stick it in something. You've got to lock it. It's got to be locked or have it on you. On yeah, if you don't have kids in the home, you don't have kids that visit your home, you don't have guests, then you can have a gun out on the nightstand. Everywhere. But if kids come to your home, then it has to be secured, not just hidden, even, like you're saying. Right. What about keeping the gun with uh, the magazines locked? Would that be okay? Keeping the gun with the magazine and locked. ammo. Magazine you mean ammo. like the the magazine somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, according to Texas law, Texas law does say that um, uh, if a child if a child who which is younger than seventeen years of age gets access to a firearm, it's not discharged. No one's injured. You could be charged with a Class C misdemeanor in Texas. So even if they just have the gun with no mag or ammo in it? That's right. And the law uh, does say that if a kid gets access to a firearm, it's discharged, or someone's injured, you could be charged with a Class A misdemeanor up to one year in jail. A lot of this is just typical gun safety, gun training. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't have any kids, so I have my firearms laying around the house, but you better believe I have a couple of cases and safes because I have nieces and nephews, whether mm. I'm traveling or they're coming over here. And they you are know. curious. Yeah, absolutely. Very curious. They want to get into everything. So you got to lock them. Mm-hmm. And um, even in your, I mean, you, even in your vehicle and stuff like that, you know, um, man, I, I, you know how often we get a call every week, someone who get their gun stolen from their vehicle and um, they have to, you know, they're doing a police report and they have to get the serial number, you know, the firearm. You know, man, I tell you, it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, thieves love it when you have like a Glock sticker on your back windshield. Yes, like oh, let's break into that car. I bet it's right. got a Glock in it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a full time job even for us. I mean, we have our van that says Central Texas Gunworks on the side, and I tell you, we've had our windows busted twice. You know, out of the you know from the van, and there are no guns in there. Only thing they get out of there is a freaking first aid kit, and tissue paper. <laughs> That's it. You know, and so it's 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 insane. And but it happens all the time. So you definitely have to, you know, remove all that stuff from the vehicle, lock it, whatever, uh, make it hard for the criminals. But, you know, don't leave your gun in your vehicle. Because all they're going to do between, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the morning is try to break into your vehicle. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You can listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.